welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We're on episode number 66. I'm back with my co-host Antaku, recording two podcasts in two days. <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Not much. How you doing, bro? Uh, if I sound a little winded, um, my co-worker let me borrow one disc of one of those Insanity DVDs. So I did the, was it the 15-minute max this morning? At like eight thirty, and I'm kind of dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that for fifteen minutes straight, no breaks. It it was brutal. When I got about six minutes in, yeah, I, I was dying. But I'm gonna try to stick with this, and I'm gonna try to keep doing it, and we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. But <laughs> yeah, it that that was rough. But I'm I'm here. I'm still still alive. Um. Pretty pretty good weekend. We had some some fights go down, um, but before uh, we get into that, because uh, I've been kind of slacking off on fight news, so um, I will let you handle uh, fight news and all of that good stuff that has happened this weekend. Uh, all right. Um, let's, let's start with the shitty news, I guess. Uh, Robert Whitaker is out of UFC two twenty one. Um, no specifics, but he was ruled medically unclear to fight with several different types of injuries apparently impeding him. So, yeah, that's not good. Especially when he's like, what, 25, 26? Yeah. So. I mean, he was originally out for like a knee, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know what it could be. Hopefully it's nothing too bad, but I I I don't know. I don't even know how this came about because did did they take him to the hospital and like did he get ruled out there or was it like a checkup or was it like uh whatever the reason he's out of the fight. Um, good news, Yo Romero has stepped in to fight with Rockhold, so that's the new main event. Um. It's going to be for the interim middleweight title. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. You know what, though? I won't, I, won't, I won't bash him this time. You know, At least it's a great fight. Right. So. It, it's a great fight, and the champ is injured, so I'll, 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 I won't complain this time. Yeah. Um, Max Holloway is set to fight Frank Yeager at UFC 222. Uh, when is that? That's March 3rd, I want to say. Yep, that is in March 3rd in Nevada. Yep. All right. And while we're on that card, uh, Brian Caraway is going to fight um, Cody Stamen, the man with the most unfortunate last name. <laughs> his, his name is Flower Penis. <laughs> like, come on. 
Shout out to Cody. <laughs> um, we got three fights lined up for UFC on Fox 28. Mike Perry versus Max Griffin. Hennem Burrell versus Brian Kelleher. And Sarah McMahon versus Marion Renault. They were both on the card already, but they had different opponents. But um, I think I say McMahon's opponent was supposed to be Tanya Evinger, but Tanya Evinger had to pull out, so they bumped Renault. Fun main event to fight, or vice versa. I can't remember who Evinger was supposed to fight. Um, well, uh, one last bit of UFC fight news: Ally Quinta versus Paul Felder is targeted or set or in the works, or I'm not even 100 percent sure that the deal is signed, but it's supposed to be set for UFC 223 in Brooklyn. Hopefully. Fucking the ticket prices aren't extravagant, and some of those normal folk could be will be able to go to the Barclays to see the fights. <laughs> Not have you guys up in the nosebleeds. Yeah, Dude, um, I, I got I got ringside tickets to two world title boxing matches for like sixty bucks. Well, not ringside, but like way closer than I've ever been for any MMA event. So, uh, so if they jack the prices, I'm gonna be very sad. Um, and over in Bellator, the only bit of fight news I can remember is Patricky Pitbull will fight Derek Campos again in the co-main of the Bellator 194, leaving who will fight Brent Primus up in the air. <laughs> How long ago did he win that belt? Uh, June, July. Man, you guys gotta get it. You guys gotta get this man a fight, like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I, I want to say I feel like he'll most likely get the winner of the Chandler Yamauchi fight, especially if, especially if Chandler wins. Um, Michael Chandler's career is so weird. Yeah, he he's been on this weird streak lately. Well, I mean, I can't say that. Well, yeah, he Basically did have like he won a, the title. His career has just been weird. He has these stretches of greatness, and then he has these other stretches where he's just like... Everything falls apart. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, before the promise loss, he was on a four-fight win streak, so hopefully he's not in another slump. But, yeah, you guys need to get uh, promise another, like... We haven't seen him since then. I feel like nobody... That's, that's why people don't know he's the champ. Because <laughs> you guys haven't, you haven't thrown him out there at all, like... Yeah, I even forget that Promise is undefeated. Like he's never lost uh, a professional fight. <laughs> uh, actually, one bit of news, something that I saw regarding UFC 222. Um, take this with a grain of salt. Um, I I guess there are rumblings that Connor may actually be stripped, and that Habib versus Tony might actually be for. Like, not an interim belt, like, that might be for the actual, like, real lightweight title. And that fight could happen, potentially, in March on that UFC 222 card. Really? Yeah, nothing in stone yet, but I just, uh, uh, I had the article pulled up, like, two seconds ago. I saw a rumor, too. I thought it was for um, Brooklyn, but no. Yeah, so I've heard that that might actually... Like that might be a thing. They they might be ready to just move on without Connor because I think he he's talking about he not, might not be ready till like September or something yeah. like that. And yeah, yeah, they're not trying to wait that long. Um, 
Actually, yeah, I have it. Uh, MMA Junkie posted the article. says, UFC plans Tony Ferguson, Habib Nurmagomedov title fight. Conor McGregor would be stripped. And basically the article just says, uh, uh, Dana White said on FS, uh, what is this? Do-do-do. No, God, pop up. Yeah, that the promotion is, quote-unquote, working on a fight between interim title holder uh, Ferguson and uh, Habib. And I guess if that happens, it's going to end up for being like the actual belt. Yeah. So, I want to say before the Floyd Mayweather fight, I predicted that we would never see Conor again. I'd like to amend that. Conor will never fight another contender again. (laughs) But in 2020, he'll probably fight GSP. Maybe 2019. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't even say 2020. I I would go 29th. I, to be honest, I, it might not I, be a stretch before the end of this year. Say, I was just saying that because, like, I, I don't know what GSP's health situation is. So, yeah, GSP, he likes to err on the safe side, so. Oh, they also said if it doesn't happen at March 3rd, it might happen at that Barclays event. Yeah, well, they need a main event for that. They have how many titles booked up through March already? Like, four or five? It's they're definitely not going to have Cyborg and Nunez main event in Brooklyn. It's probably not happening till June, or, or I mean International Fight Week. Um, who knows where they are with T.J. Dillashaw versus Mighty Mouse? Who knows who Rose like when Rose and Duane are going to fight again? So it's whatever. We'll see. Definitely. Definitely keeping tabs on that. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of ready for the Conor era to be over. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's pretty much all the news. Uh, well, we got, we got two, two more tidbits before before we hop off to whatever's next. Um, uh, just to keep it MMA, Jimmy Smith has officially signed with the UFC. He's going to be doing co- uh, comments. Um, play by, is it, he's color. Yeah, he's he's going to be doing color for... Uh, I want to say he's going to be starting next week at 2.20. So that's going to be interesting. And um, John McCarthy is the man who Bellator signed to replace him. As in big John McCarthy. <laughs> As in the referee. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. And it's weird, too, because I I read that he... um I don't think he's, like, retiring from refereeing, but I, I guess he said that he's not going to do... um. I guess he won't be in the... Well, obviously, he can't ref for Bellator. Uh, but I, I guess, like, he won't be refereeing, like, big events. He'll just be kind of doing local stuff here and there. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to hear. I mean, I, I'd imagine, you know, he's ref like, thousands of fights. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll know what he's talking about. But, it, it, yeah, it'll, it, it'll he be was weird. a pro fighter, too. Yeah. So, so. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just wondering how his delivery is going to be. Like, I've... I don't think I've ever heard him speak, like, outside the cage. Like, I know he's done podcasts and interviews and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I've never been really interested in seeing his, like, listening to him talk. Right. But. What does a Big John excitement KO voice sound like? Like, <laughs> 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 what does he even get excited? So, oh, yeah, he, so John's going to be doing, uh, Big John's going to be doing color, and they're going to be alternating between Mauro Ronaldo and Mike Goldberg for play-by-play. I don't know why. That doesn't sound good. Uh, it's up in the air. Because we got us... 
it sounds weird. I don't know. I I I would probably prefer him and Morrow, only because like I'm not sure what Big John is gonna sound like, and I think Morrow can Morrow can do a good job of carrying a card like commentary was. Big John seems like a no nonsense type of dude, right? And like like Mike Goldberg, who's like the most cornballiest man of all time. <laughs> Just <laughs> I, like I imagine, it's gonna be like just like, like a bunch of like sad eye glares from Big John. I, I, like I can't believe you just said that. Then we don't know. What if you know Big John might turn out to be a goofball? <laughs> <laughs> like Big John will be down there just just going crazy. Just yeah, that... tro- I want to troll uh, Goldie so bad. I can see Big John trolling because (laughs) I remember, I can't remember what fight it was, but uh, it was like a brief intermission because I think somebody got like poked in the eye. Mm -hmm. It might have been Big Country. I can't remember. But like he walked up to the dude and he's like, do I look pretty? (laughs) He was using that to ask him like, could he see? Yeah. And I was like, I could see Big John doing some, he'll, he'll troll every now and again. Is one of the, the one other thing is like I'm trying to think of refs who've made the jump to like the booth in other sports. I, like I don't watch football, but I've heard like horror stories about that. Where like, who's the guy's name? He's like one of the most respected NFL referees. I don't know any of the NFL referees by name. Yeah, but apparently he jumped into the booth and he was just like straight up terrible, and NBC had to fire him. Do you remember when Goldie did the NFL for like a week? And then he got <laughs> blasted on Twitter, and, cursed. and then he cursed on everybody. <laughs> oh man! If you guys have never seen that or didn't know, yeah, uh, Goldie—I can't remember what network—but he he covered the NFL. I think it was literally for one weekend. I think it, it was Fox. Yeah, it, yeah, probably was Fox. He 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 covered the NFL for like one weekend, and boy, oh boy, it was um, it was not good. <laughs> if people know it and it did not go well yeah he was on twitter and uh yeah twitter twitter fingers were flying goldie was not having it <laughs> goldie was not having it oh, I'll, give, man. I'll give goldie this the dude makes his reads man you, you gotta get those advertisers in there <laughs> that might have been the only good thing he did that weekend because he was getting Player names wrong. He didn't know what yard line the ball was on. I don't know. That's, I still like Goldie though. I, 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 I get last bit of news. Um, Deontay Wilder versus Lewis Ortiz uh, has a date. It's set for March third, and Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker is set for March thirtieth. And that one's gonna have three different world titles on the line. So, you know, if you're into heavyweight boxing. March is the month for you. I want to assume that if Joshua and Wilder win, they fight each other. I mean, don't make assumptions. <laughs> That's just a way to get yourself hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about Rampage and Chell headlining over Lima and Roy? I mean, I'd prefer not to. Okay, we'll leave it alone. Sorry guys, we just told you that. <laughs> I would, I would like to, I would like to imagine that it's because Rampage is like twi- um, Twitch, game, like to his Twitch is just like really popping right now, and just like there's just like a million people who tune to watch him play like 
I don't even know what the hell Rampage plays. I had no idea Rampage had a Twitch. Yeah, he he and Demetrius Johnson apparently play each other sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. Oh, boy. Do I even yeah. want to know what a Rampage Twitch? Uh, dude, apparently it's low-key, and, like, he's really, like, per, like, this is, this is the same Rampage who gave out his phone number, like, way back in the day. To just like ran like to fans and just like we're like yo just call me up. That's wild. So I don't know. It was, it was actually really sad because he was saying in an interview somewhere like um like yeah but like those the the Twitch stream people who come and watch me play video games and chill every once in a while like they're, they're my only real friends. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> yeah no nah. that I think that was the same interview where he was talking about like he wished he never fought. Because he missed, like, so much of, like, his family because of fighting. Because, like, his sister ended up having kids that he, like, never got to meet or be around or something like that. I feel like he'll... I think... I I would hope he takes care of himself. I feel like he could have a good life, like, outside of fighting when he finally decides he's he's done. Yeah. He's a personality. He, he, He can make it somewhere. I mean, I've listened to a Rampage podcast. (laughs) <laughs> just get a microphone and a topic right. once a week. <laughs> just, just let them roll. Uh, yeah, but them headlining over Roy and Lima kind of hurts. But it, Bellator going Bellator. It, what what can you do? What can you? Do? <sighs> so, it sucks because this is part of the reason why nobody cares about any of the Bellator titles because <laughs> they keep doing shit like this. Yeah, see, every time I want to give Bellator a break, they, yeah, just something like this happens. But and I, I get the reasoning, but like, if that's the case, have them on two different days, you know? Right. Cause like on paper, this is one of the best welterweight fights you're ever gonna see, like in a while, like on paper at least. This is the best fight Bellator can give us right now. Like, I, I can't think of any fight at middleweight or light heavyweight that they can put together. Maybe Rory versus um Gaggard, but like this is a close ass number two. Right. You see Rampage versus um Chael should have been the headliner next week. Cause it's Larkin Gonzalez and like that card is sad underneath that. It's Sayada Wad versus JJ Ambrose, Kendall Grove versus AJ Matthews. Tyrell Fortune versus Joe Hernandez. Like, none of those fights are bad in a vacuum. But, like, Rampage versus Sonnen probably should have headlined that one. Chad George still fights? Does he? Yeah, he is on <laughs> I had no idea this man still fights. Oh, he hasn't fought in two years. I didn't even know he fought two years ago. Yeah, you gotta make a paycheck, bro. Yep. So... Yeah, Bell- Bellator going Bellator in 2018. That's that's not changing. <laughs> but uh, guess we'll uh, just uh, move along to these fights that uh went down last night. So uh, last night was UFC. Oh lord, I lost the page. It was UFC Fight Night 124. How did I use the page? Uh, this was headlined by Duhu Choi and Jeremy Stevens. I believe this was in St. Louis. Um. <clears throat> Kind of half caught this fight, and actually, no, I did not catch this fight in real time. Had to rewatch this this morning. 
I think I fell asleep by the time this main event came on, and I was half watching Black Mirror. Uh, but this fight was, um, I, I think this pretty much lived up to the bill that you could have hoped it would. Two dudes who can throw, two dudes who can kill you at any time with one hit, and yeah, they pretty much <laughs> they 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 slugged it out, man. This this was a really nice uh, main event. Choi to me did really good in the first round. He landed a lot of good leg kicks. Um, I love the combinations he was throwing, where he would throw like the uppercut to the left hook, but Stevens was also throwing leather. I think it was kind of clear in the first round they definitely like respected each other's power. But they were still both like just landing landing some really good solid shots. Um, second round, I think it started to open up a bit more. Um, Troy landed a nice like front kick to the face. Um, he had a nasty, I think it was like a stepping elbow that he landed. Mm -hmm. But um, Stevens was also landing some really good shots. I think it was one point where like Troy was because uh, he was working the leg kicks a lot where he had. Uh, through a leg kick, and he got countered with a really hard straight left that kind of backed him up a little bit. And yeah, these these dudes just kind of traded leather. I mean, it was it wasn't like a a slugfest, so to speak. I think it was a kind of like a tactical slugfest. Like they weren't going too wild, but they were definitely landing some really hard shots. And then um, yeah, uh, Duhu Choi. I think it was the, was it a right hand that caught him first? The yeah, uh, the one that crumbled him. Yeah, the right just kind of. <laughs> He, he just like just fell just like sack of potatoes just dropped to the floor and the ground and pound that Stevens put on this man was like inhumane I think it was like an elbow first and then he, he had him you know kind of like standing over him trying to position his legs and he just throws this this missile of a right and I thought Troy was going to be out at or he pretty much was out after that but he he got blasted with that right on the ground, and you knew it was over. And then he just ate five, six other punches that probably didn't even need to happen. And, yeah, Stevens put a, a stamp on this finish. It was an awesome fight, but Stevens just, he just got that power, man. Like, this, this dude just bombs in his hands, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. This, um, this fight is kind of just, like, it's kind of been like the trend for like the past year. This whole card, really. Um, like nobody on this card is probably within sniffing distance of a title shot. Maybe like the closest would be Usman, and he he probably didn't do himself any favors to last night. Um, but this fight was made so Duho Choi could win it. But like they wanted Choi to win this fight so that he would be a contender and they'd have somebody new for Holloway and, you know, potential Asian champion, like, the, the high hopes. Um, uh, There's the type of matchmaking where the UFC really just shoots himself in the foot because after this, uh, I, I watched, I rewatched the Swanson fight for, like, the first time um, this past week. And rewatching it, like my first thought was, why would they book this fight for him next? Because Jeremy Stevens, for despite the fact that he lost to Cub Swanson, fights the exact type of game 
that Cub Swanson employed to beat the crap out of uh, Choi in their fight where he forced Choi to move backwards, get, um, kind of just stopped respecting his power, even though he hit hard. Because um, if, if you can eat it, Choi will be there to be hit. Like... I, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe he just... Mag- like, like he, there's just something in his face that just magnetizes people's hands towards him. But he's ridiculously easy to hit. Um, uh, like a bunch of, like, really naked uh, leg kicks, which I thought at first were fine because they were really marking up Steven's leg. I thought he was going to build off of that. But, like, Steven's eventually got his timing down just started stepping in on those kicks and, like, connecting with those big right hands. Um, like, just a, a great performance from, a, like, a veteran. And that's really that's really been, like, the featherweight division over the past year, except for um, Hanal Mecano and uh, uh, Ortega. Like, these bright, uh, these, like, flashy, exciting... Featherweight prospects getting put down by um by guys who are just more experienced. Happened to Bechtick. Happened. It's happened twice now to Choi. Uh, happened to Rodriguez. I'm about to like, say the only ones that have really passed the test was Emmett. <laughs> Emmett yeah. and Ortega. Yeah, and Emmett had to come in overweight to get it done. So. <laughs> yeah. It's... And the thing is that the fights don't get much easier. Yeah, I was thinking too. After I mean, I'm excited for this matchup, obviously, because these two dudes can. Oh yeah, no, like, it was bombs, a great, but... it was a great fight. Like, but just from like the matchmaking standpoint. Yeah, he he probably should have got it like a step down. Put it like this: his best win is Tiago Tavares. Right, and yeah, going from Tiago Tavares to fighting the likes of a cub or stevens like it's a big it's a big leap <laughs> yeah and yeah i don't know he, he might just not be ready for that that upper you know hey, you want to talk about burnout good god like you go for like he he took the he took the year off mostly because he got hurt but like the swanson fight to go from the swanson fight to this like it makes it, it, it kind of worries you because especially like, look what happened to jason knight where he like his very next fight, he comes out and he looks like a shell of himself. Right. Well, I I think with Choi though, I I I feel like he's probably trying to get all these fights in because you know his military, his uh mandatory military thing is not too far around the corner. I mean, this is probably the. I know he says he has a year, but this is probably the last time we're gonna see him. Yeah. Because even if he does get a fight for like May, let's face it, he's probably gonna pull out of it. Yeah. Because I, I, I was thinking in his mindset, I guess, let me get all the fights in that I can and try to set myself up maybe for something good when I come back. Or maybe by miracle even get a title shot before I leave, which was never going to happen. But, you know, one one can dream. I but... mean, I think, I, I think if Troy had come out here and knocked out Stevens, they, they probably they probably wouldn't have given him a title shot, but they would give him a, a, a eliminator or something like that, you yeah. know? So, yeah, that's why I figured he, he's so active because he's just, He's trying to put in all this work before he leaves uh, for, what, two two years, right, I think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, he's going to come back at 27, 28, so I'm not worried about him falling apart. 
kind of worried that World War Three might happen. <laughs> we won't have MMA anymore. I mean, we'll still have MMA, but it'll be for, like, radiated meat. <laughs> like, purified water. Right. <laughs> like, it just won't be for big money. Let's let's just hope that, you know, Korean Zombie, you know, he, he got stolen from us for two years. He came back then. Didn't really then work. he got stolen by the fact that, I guess, Korean fighters are made out of glass. Yeah. But, I mean, in the moment we got him back, he, he looked great, so... I'd imagine I'd, I'd at least hope for Choi, you know, if his service goes well, if he doesn't get any bombs thrown at him or anything crazy, hopefully he's just chilling behind a desk somewhere, you know, he'll, he'll come back, he's definitely not losing his power, he'll he'll still be young, you know, I, I think he'll, he'll be in a good position still when he comes back. Oh yeah, no, like, yeah, he's 25 or whatever, he'll come back before he's 30, he'll be fine, hopefully. And hopefully give some time to recover because, again, these last two fights have just been brutal. Right. What do you do with Stevens at this point? Because it seems like like he can he's gonna beat all of your younger guys. Most most likely he's gonna beat most of your younger guys. I mean, but he he's kind of in that weird spot where it's like anybody ranked below him he probably mops him. But then when you when you put him around like that top five he just you know. He's in that weird spot, so I'm like, I don't know who you, who do you, who do, who do you match him up with next? So you you kind of have to give him a, a name because he, he's still a name, he's still somebody, but it's like he's just kind of in that weird, he's in that weird space right now. So uh, the guys coming off of big wins at featherweight now are Ortega, Emmett, um, well Stevens, I guess, and I feel like I'm missing somebody. Let me just make 100% sure. So, yeah. So, it'd be Ortega, Emmett, Stevens, and Elkins, who we'll get to later. Like, Elkins and Stevens have fought before. Maybe you do Josh Emmett. Yeah, I was going like, to say, because since, I mean, Emmett did, he leapfrogged, like, everybody after he knocked out um Lamas. But I still think he needs more wins to kind of... I'm not saying, like, his win was a fluke or anything, but, like, I, I still think you need some more. This is the dude who lost to Des Green. Right. Like, not not even a few months ago, so, uh, like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so um, I need to see some more from, from that. So, so Josh Emmett, or um, if he if he's, I, I don't know what the timetable is on him, but if Korean Zombie gets healthy, I, I'd love to see that fight. Apparently, time is no factor for him. Because he came back and just knocked the shit out of Bermudas. Um, who else is out there? Miles Jury just came off a big one, but I think they trained at the same camp, so no. Um, yeah, I feel like those are like the most. Because I don't, I don't. I'm pretty sure Ortega's going to wait for a title shot. Yeah. I don't think that fight's going like, to happen. They, they could. I wouldn't be mad if Magomed Sharapov got the fight, but I don't think Stevens wants that fight. Nah, Steve Stevens is. If I think he's he's gunning probably for for a top guy. Yeah, so uh. we'll see. He, he's in a he's in a weird space, but I, I'm not mad at the Emmett fight though. I I, I like the Emmett fight. 
And if if Emmett pulled that off, then uh, the uh, I won't I won't question his status anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Um. E- either way, though, great performance from Stevens. Really good fight from Choi too. Just didn't didn't happen to go his way in that second round. Um. But definitely looking forward to see both of these two dudes fight again. Uh. So that was pretty much the main event. It lived up to the hype, at least from what I thought it would be. Two dudes who can throw. They threw. And they threw until somebody just couldn't throw anymore. <laughs> um, co-main event. Jessica Rose Clark and Paige Van Zandt. Um, my first thought after about 30 seconds of this fight was like, boy, does Paige, she is in love with this little switch kick that she landed that one time and KO'd somebody. And now she's spamming it <laughs> relentlessly in, in hopes that she, she, uh, she gets another highlight reel. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this fight wasn't the most wasn't the most like exciting fight ever. I don't think it was a bad fight, but it's it's kind of yeah. But um, yeah, I think Rose just kind of won just via pressure. Being and, a better fighter. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Paige had good moments. It had a few good moments on the feet, but I felt like Rose just kind of neutralized most of what Paige could do. And it seemed like she was getting the better when they were on the ground. Like, even though Jessica didn't, I felt like she didn't do, like, a, a ton of damage on the ground. She was just able to control her there. And yeah. Just... Well, she was really, hunt- like, if there's anything negative from, like, Rose Clark's performance, it's just she really just hunted for that um, arm triangle for the entirety of the time the fight was on the ground and she was on top. Um. Like I felt like there were moments where she could have got to mount and landed ground and pound, or like tried to get Paige Van Zandt to like spin to her back, so that she go for the rear naked choke. But I, like I, like she shut down a fighter who was who who is more athletically gifted than her, but just and probably more powerful from like a striking perspective, but like nowhere near as technical, which is. Kind of similar to her last fight, I guess, like where she beat Beck Rawlings. Yeah, it was like a. Um, like there are real, like there were parts of like Clark's game that I really like, like when she th- when she throws combinations and like finishes with the knee. That's some like really great stuff. Um, she was doing that a lot in the third when she couldn't get Fanzant down. Um. Don't like the face tattoos. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty just solid performance from Rose Clark. She just kind of... Also, um, shout out to her because her week has been fucking terrible. Yeah, I heard that it was, but I don't know the specifics of, like, what happened. So... Somebody broke into her house, stole thirty thousand dollars worth of stuff, and then murdered her cat. Oh, yeah. So shitty ass week. Yeah, that is um, oof. Yeah, that's a rough one. But you know she pulls out the W. I mean, and that's that's kind of two solid wins in a row. Like I mean, you know, not the greatest, you know. Not like a life changing performance or anything, but you know, two two solid wins over two solid names, so she's uh slowly moving up. 
Paige, on the other hand, is like three and three in her last six or something like that. Well, she's yeah, she's one. Uh, wait one second. Uh, yeah, she is three and uh, she's one and three in her last four. Oh, yeah. So um, on a bit of a slide, and I think I heard that. Is she not at Alpha Male anymore? Or like she... Uh, oh, ooh, you did not hear about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently she's with this team called Burke Camp. And I'm going to send you a link to their website. And um, you, 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 you can tell me for yourself what you, you and share with the audience what you think. And this is a gym in Portland, I think, right? Yes, okay. I believe so. Right. I could be wrong though. Let's uh, let's see. What's... Okay, this uh, still picture already is not looking too good. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me wait for this to load up. But the the thumbnail is already looking a bit. It's looking looking a little sketchy. Oh, it's in Oregon City, Oregon. Okay. Totally different. I think okay. I don't know. Bert can't. Oh, leave me alone, Nelly Floor. Okay, we have, um... What is going on in here? This is not an MMA school. If you are interested in the art of Muay Thai, then read on. My goal is to further the art of Muay Thai. For God, my country, blah, 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 blah. It was built. Okay, okay, okay. Um, alright, the gym only has ten likes on Facebook, so, um... (laughs) <laughs> well, the gym only has 15 students. <laughs> so, we allow 15 students, or we have full at this time. <laughs> if you're interested, please call XYZ, or hit the contact tab and email for more information. Thank you. I mean, you get some personal one-on-one, <laughs> some personal one-on-one training. But, 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 I want you to go to um their Facebook link right below. And, hold on, it's one of these pages. Or is it this one? Yeah, like the... was the video of him hitting pads. No, the right cross, and I'm left gonna, knee. Okay, yeah, um, I want you to tell me what's that behind him. Oh, pull up. Why are you yelling so loud? <laughs> so tell me what that is behind him. Where? On the wall? No, what behind, uh, like, like, just behind him in general. Oh, the old guy or the guy holding the pets? The the old man. That's Bro. a good one. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That is definitely a garage door. So, this camp is based out of this man's garage, which is admittedly pretty big. Because the rest of the video show, but point being, like... You left alpha male for this? Well, from what I understand, like, she wasn't getting the attention at alpha male she probably should have. But, like, still, if you're going to leave one camp for, like, uh, like an, an elite camp for a smaller camp, probably make sure it's an MMA gym, not run by, a, like, a Muay Thai guy out of his garage. Yeah. And, for, and from what I can understand, he's actually, like, a decent teacher. Yeah, I mean, like, he, like he, he doesn't look too bad I'm,
I can't remember the name of the like U.S. Muay Thai Association or something, but he's like an accredited coach with them, so like he's not bad. But that's probably not the environment Paige Van Zandt needs to be yeah. in, is my point. And if you're Paige, like, I know you made a, a good amount of money from Dancing with the Stars. You, you, you can probably do better. Do they get paid from Dancing with the Stars? Or do they just get on the show and then they get, like, deals from... I feel like she's had it. She had that gotten paid. I, I feel like she got paid. So I got another bit of fight news for you. Uh, Felice Herrig versus Karolina Kowalkovich is in the works for UFC 223. Yeah. I like yeah, that fight. Felice has been... She, Fel, Felice is, is definitely in that fight. Because he's been... He's been on a hot streak. That's that's a good one. That that would be a huge win for Felice if she if she gets that. But uh yeah, Paige, um I don't know about best of luck at the garage gym. Um <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but uh solid, solid win for for Rose Clark holding it down over there. Um real quick, like for Paige, like she's not getting any better. Like at all, she was away for a year, and she looks exactly the same. So, we'll see. I I think we're seeing her ceiling. I I I'd like to think there's more, but but yeah, I don't I don't know. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. P- people can turn around, but I I don't know if that gym is going to be the the best look, especially since like it's not even an MMA gym. So like I don't know how much more they're really going to improve your game all around because clearly she she needs some groundwork <laughs> but yeah i don't know i don't know man that's it's a weird move but um maybe... also all of Paige's weird fans that were messaging um what's jessica rose clark over twitter you guys are really creepy like really really creepy like there was like there was one dude who threatened to go down to australia and make her suck his dick. I want to say where the words he chose. Uh, and they were literally just like messaging her over Twitter. Half of y'all probably so, can't even afford the plane ticket. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> y'all, yeah, y'all got to stop. Stop. Yeah, I feel I kind of feel bad for Paige because like her fans are fucking creepy. Yeah. <sighs> it's yeah, people are just out of control. <laughs> yeah. I, I I hope she does well though. Like I I, I hope she, because I think she's talented. But it's just word word is she's looking at um going to the WWE. Like she's well she's not looking at she's interested in. Like th- there are plenty of ways for Paige Van Zandt to make money. Yeah. Like even without fighting, like she'll be yeah, fine. She'll be she'll be good. Shoot, all those fellas go back on Dancing with the Stars. I'm pretty sure they'll take you back. Dude, you're telling me like the Disney Channel wouldn't pay money to have Paige Van Zandt on one of their TV shows? <laughs> yeah, she she'll she'll be she'll she'll probably make more than a lot of people outside of fighting. So yeah, Paige pay will be fine. Um, but good good win for Clark, solid win, another win on her her belt. Um, so I guess uh, moving on to the next fight. I forgot how short this main card was. Thank you for four fight or was it five? No four. Four fight main cards. This is the way to go. Um, next fight, Kamaru Usman, Mil Meek. Um, pretty anticipated fight. Um, 
maybe not the most <laughs> exciting fight for Usman. I mean, he he definitely won, but it you know wasn't the most eye pleasing thing in the world. Um, I, I'll give props to Meek though. Like he 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 lost, but he it, he was still putting up an effort. Like I remember a moment I think during like the third where. And pretty much this fight in a nutshell, people uh, didn't see it. Uh, Usman just managed to just kind of take him down, get some ground and pound, control him on the ground, and just yeah, kind of butted him up with some elbows. And that was pretty much the entire... Oh, he had a, a few good, like, lift him off the feet slams. I think he had, like, two of those. Um, but, like, I remember there was one part in the third where, like, Usman was going for a takedown. He had him against the cage. And <laughs> Emil Meek just started spamming elbows to the side of his head, just trying to do anything to to not get taken down. So I mean, props to Meek. He he was trying to put forth an effort, but Usman just kind of dragged him down repeatedly, beat him up over and over. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the most exciting fight in the world, uh, especially considering like the hype Usman has gotten lately. Um, according to him, I, I guess he was hurt or injured coming into this fight, but he still took the fight anyway. So, I mean, he he did what he needed to do to, to get the W. Uh, I don't know if this win earns him a contender fight or anything like that. But, hey, he he got the win. He he did what he needed to do. And, you know, it kind of just is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, there's not really a whole bunch to say, really. Um, Usman is, has been shoulders better than... 95, 99% of the freaking division. It's just on him to go out there and show it. Um, it, it sucks, but like Colby, Colby Covington can get away with it because whether we like it or not, he makes people cringe when he speaks. And that's something. He's not just like another face in like the middle, on the welterweight scene. Um, Till has like monstrous power and uh, RDA is a former champion moving up who's out here starching putting dudes. queen <laughs> starching starch dudes and putting queen sweeps on like the former strike force and UFC champions like if Usman wants to to stand out if he wants a title fight if he wants a top five contender to have to be able to fight him he's gonna have to go out there and just not just ragdoll dudes but put him away like, there were parts of this fight where, like, Usman, his, like, submission defense was basically, I'm going to hold this position because he's not strong. Well, he's pretty strong, but he's not strong enough to, like, force the sub. So I'm just going to hold here until he gets tired and lets me go. Yeah, because he, he almost got put in the guillotine, like, a minute into the, not even a minute, like, that very first takedown. And, yeah, he just kind of sat there <laughs> and just kind of yep. chilled out until Meek realized, all right, I'm not going to get it. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, like, like I'm I'm one of the people who's like enjoyed this. Like, I, I enjoy watching Usman just like ragdoll and like beat people up for three rounds. But I also understand that like, especially in modern MMA, where like we are all spoiled with violence on a weekly basis, like this type of performance just isn't going to cut it anymore. And and then like you go out there and you say you're I'm only at thirty percent like I only use thirty percent of what I have like come on man that's not what people want to hear when you're getting booed they just be like I'll do better next time um 
something. Give them something to want to see you do better. And yeah, it's not like it was. It wasn't like I, I saw a lot of people trash this fight. I, I didn't think it was bad. It's just a dude, somebody of his talent. You just you want to see a little bit more, especially because you know, like you said, he's gunning for a title shot, and the people ahead of him, like, just won't fight yeah. him. Yeah. So you, you're gonna have to, if you want that title shot or a contender fight, you're gonna have to go in there and like knock somebody's heads off or like. Or even if you do a performance like this where you just kind of ragdoll somebody, at least when you get them on the ground, man, you, you got to pull a Habib and just, <laughs> like, get them on the ground and just punish them. Like, just... But, yeah, if he if he had gone out there, and he did to an extent, but if he had just gone out there, got the takedown, and then spent the 10 minutes that he was on top pounding on, on me, or Mech, I don't think... It would have been like half as bad as like the, the receptions of the fight. Yeah. Like, there was a difference between you didn't try to put him away and like you tried, but he's just really yeah. tough. Because I mean, yeah, he had that one moment where he was landing the elbows, and he blooded him up. It's like if you just would have had some more of that, it, it would have been a the, the win would have had a bit more like oomph on it. But it was just kind of like, you know, eh, yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. But I mean, nonetheless. Still another win. He's he's still a dangerous dude. Um, yeah, but I, I don't I don't know if this fight gets him a, a a big fight like he wants. But you know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Maybe it's good enough to get him Magni or like that's when these dudes coming off a loss. But it's not gonna get him um, Wonder Boy. It's not gonna get him Till. I mean, probably isn't. Gonna I wouldn't be mad at the Magni fight if if that does happen. That that's something. That's that's something. Oddly enough, somehow Magni would find a way to win that fight. <laughs> see that? See that? That's no. I think I think Magni gets like steamrolled. Yeah. See, I don't, but Magni's one of them dudes, man. He he's sneaky, man. He's <laughs> he's, he's, he's sneaky, but like he's sneaky against like guys who aren't top ten quality and guys who are on the way out, like Hector Lombard, Johnny Hendricks, Carlos Condit. Like and then like his one really good win at welterweight is um Gastelum, which fair, that's a, that's actually that's a really, a really good performance. Yeah. But I don't think he's taking Usman down. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if if they if that fight got announced tomorrow, I'm I'm definitely betting on Usman. But somehow, if Magny won, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so somehow, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I, I wouldn't mind to see if see if they booked that. I think that would be a good. I think that would be a fight that Usman could show really what he's capable of doing, but we'll 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 see we'll see. And if if RDA was able to just like throw Magni to the ground, can you imagine what Usman would we, do? We got some suplexes coming. <laughs> yeah, we got some mean German suplexes coming. Um, I mean, props to Meek too. Like he's a really tough dude. I'm pretty sure he'll be back. He'll be he'll be good for some. Some entertaining scraps, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Not not the best performance or most exciting performance from Usman, but it it is what it is. Um, and rounding out the main card, and boy, am I glad this fight got bumped to the um <laughs> to the main card. It was so worth it. Um, Darren Elkins and Michael Johnson, the real comeback, the right? <laughs> and Michael Johnson of. Uh, First, I'll say before we even talk about the fight, um, 
Johnson didn't look bad at 45. Like, I mean, he did look really small. Like, I know he's not really a big dude anyway, but I, I didn't think, like, he looked deathly or anything. Like, <laughs> like he was about to just, you know. Like, like, you know what he looked like to me? He, he looked like one of those, like, African disca- uh, distance runners. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just because I've seen him so much. But, like, something was, like, like offsetting about how, like, thin and, like, lean he yeah, looked. He, he did look. I, I thought it was, uh, he looked small, but I just, I didn't think he looked like he was going to die. But he, it looks like he right. didn't. I don't know. But, but then, like, the way he fought also, like, I, you know, I feel like his gas tank. Was was okay. He looked really good in the first round. He was this this fight was such a Michael Johnson fight. Like <laughs> first round, man, he's landing bombs. He's clearly the faster. <clears throat> excuse me, clearly sharper on the feet. Um, he's beating Elkins to the punch. He 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 rocked Elkins a, a probably a good like two or three times, and it 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 looked like Johnson was on his way. Like if he wasn't gonna get a finish. He was probably gonna just get a decision where he was just clearly like the faster and sharper dude, and Elkins just, you know, he as tough as he is, just wasn't gonna be able to to hang with Johnson on the feet. But Elkins did the smart thing in the second round. You know, if you're piecing me up on the feet, we're just gonna take this to the ground. And yeah. um, <laughs> he took he takes Johnson down. Uh, they get into this little scramble. Elkins ends up on Johnson's back. And he gets a rear naked choke. And once again, uh, Elkins <laughs> pulls off another comeback in a fight that he was definitely losing. Um, and this makes it, what, six straight? Yep. And, um, I mean, just, just to throw it out there. Um, so you got Robert Whiteford, Chas Kelly, uh, Pepe, Masad Bektik, Dennis Bermudez, Michael Johnson. That's a pretty solid six. Like especially those last three, <laughs> like, dude. If, if if anybody else in this division had that run, they'd be getting a title. Right. <laughs> like, but this is Darren Elkins. Oh God! I click on the page. I see the damage tattoo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah. See, that's why. That's why he's the damage and not the damager. <laughs> but yeah, man. That's 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 a good run, man. That's a solid. That's an impressive last six. And you don't know when I knew Michael Johnson wasn't going to win this fight. When Darren Elkins was starting to throw those like ugly overhands that weren't really like overhands, they were like, I'm going to show you the right hand over the top, but what I'm really going to be looking for is like a knee tap. <laughs> but he never bothered to like actually bend down for the knee tap, so he was literally just like chucking these ugly overhand rights, and they were like kind of catching. Johnson on like on the chin, and, and to his credit, he didn't land a bunch of them, but he landed enough where I'm like, okay, Johnson's slowing down, and he's gonna get taken down eventually. Yeah, it was, and he got that takedown pretty easy. Like, oh, God, he yeah. didn't even have to work for that takedown at all. Boy, um, yeah, man, El- Elkins going Elkins, uh, <laughs> like. As much punishment as he took in the first, yeah, this dude—he's he, another one of those those zombie dudes, man. Like he just—he doesn't really go away. You you really. So how hard do you think Chad Mendes hits? Right. That he like. 
God, I miss watching that dude fight, man. Where is he at? Isn't his suspension up soon? Uh, July. God, we we gotta get it. We gotta get him back in here, man. I'm, I'm, I miss watching him fight. Yeah, the fact that Chad put hands on him like that, and I mean, because Johnson was landing some some good hits, some clean hits, but Johnson Johnson was when he was at lightweight, he was legitimately like one of the harder hitters in the division. He just only had power for like a round. And oh boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dar- Darren Elkins, man, he he's he's out here in these in these streets. <laughs> Dar- Darren Elkins literally has to beat every other featherweight just to get a glance at the title. He's gonna have to hit one of those cups once. No, he really is on one of those runs. Cause remember, like Cub had that run where he was a Cub. Somebody else had, I feel like had a run where they hit like six straight or something like that. It, yeah, it was Cub. Cub. Yeah. So he and then he had to fight Frankie Edgar for a title. Yeah. Shot. Yeah, or, you know, when you fight Frankie, what happens? <laughs> See, my my comparison was Darren Elkins is like John Fitch if John Fitch was a fun fighter. <laughs> oh man, shout out to Elkins. I'm not gonna lie, like back back probably like a couple of years ago, I was not a, a big. I did not like watching him fight at all. Now he's the now best. he's just like now I'm just waiting for him to pull a comeback. And I do think, he, though, his... He is his, never out of the fight. You're right, and, and I think his, his time at Alpha Male has done him some good. Like, clearly, whatever he's been doing since he's been there has been working. Um, I don't know if they want you to keep winning by comeback. I don't know if that's a, a strategy you want to keep uh, I mean, imploring, but, hey, what do I know? You, 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 gotta, you gotta stick with the game, right. <laughs> It's It's working, man. Six straight... Two straight finishes. You know, you know what the funniest part about this is? I, I think Elkins could give him a title shot, but he's going to have to meme his way to it. Just like when he got the damage tattoo. <laughs> so, like, just every time you win a big fight, just get another ugly-ass tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're... Just, um, just, start, just start, like, go, get, like, a face tattoo, and it's just, like, you're already bleeding. At the beginning of the fight, it's just like a blood tattoo. You should do a tattoo on, like your, like a... on his head, and for every fight you win, you grow the tattoo until it covers your entire yes. face. <laughs> until your face is just right all the time. <laughs> we'll see, man. I, I am interested to see what his next matchup is going to be, because like, these are some legit wins that he has, so... I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see who they pair him up with next. Like, are they gonna give him a a, a name, or are they gonna toss him by the wayside and give him somebody just probably has no business fighting? But what we'll, we'll, we'll... I mean, Darren Elkins versus Diego Sanchez. No oh, lord, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's another name I forgot to put on my 2018 list that I just don't want to. Oh, I want to see any more Diego fights, man. Um, <laughs> I think I think I'm I think I've had enough of Diego for the last decade or so. <laughs> but hey, if they make that fight, you know it, it is what it is. <laughs> As for Michael Johnson, great first round. You look solid at 45. You know for a good five minutes, and then I don't know, man. He's not. He is a one round fighter. I don't. 
he's another one of those dudes, man. Like, he, he has some good wins, and then he also has some losses that just kind of make you scratch your head. And it's... I saw it put best on Twitter. Um, Michael Johnson's not so much a great fighter as he is a good fighter who has flashes of brilliance. Yeah, that's about right. Like, <laughs> the Poirier, like the Poirier fight... Um, well, the Ferguson fight's weird because Ferguson broke his freaking arm. So, you know, that, that kind of throws a little wrench into that, but still good, good, great win. Uh, um, he beat Barboza. He folded, uh, uh, uh. The, you see, Barboza fight is so bizarre to me because it's nothing like how he normally fights. I wonder if, I wonder if he, <laughs> Does he does he fight down? To, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Does he fight like down to the level of his? I don't know. I can't explain him. Like, he he is a weird. He are he like he's one in five in his last six, but like he arguably won the Darius fight. He literally won the exactly the first half of the Diaz fight, which people forget. Like he won literally the first seven minutes and thirty seconds of the round of the fight. And then lost the last half. And I, I will say to well, that's kind of a product of this division as a whole. But he, 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 all of his fights have been like quality opponents. Like he hasn't had many, you know, quote unquote, gimme fights. So yeah. it, he's all of his fights, win or lose, have been against like top level dudes. Like even if they're outside of the top fifteen. But yeah, his his career is yeah, it's it's weird. It's. It's like his career is just being a B side. Like I hate to say it, but like he's like uh, Roberto Guerrero. Like he he is there to make your A side fighter to test them and to make them look good. I guess like there's no shame in getting in a brawl with Gaethje and losing. Right. Like there's no shame in um, winning like three minutes against Khabib and then just getting your freaking shit pushed in for like the last two and a half rounds because like, that's just how could be fights right. like there's no shame in losing to nate diaz down the stretch because he's like an insanely like conditioned athlete who ha whose reach contributes to like how much energy you have to put into the fight just to land your combinations and like we said he arguably won the darius fight so like one in five is a very dis like this. This loss is the most um damning, I guess. Yeah, cause it it almost looked like when he got in the choke, like he, I don't say he didn't fight it back, but I felt like he kind of like accepted it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, his his career is he's another one of those dudes. When you look at his record, it's it's puzzling. Like, a lot of these losses should have probably been wins. Some of the wins, you're like, how did he? beat this person like he's got big names on his resume that he's beaten but then yeah i don't know like this dude lost to Razor madadi and and paul sass but beat like, tony ferguson <laughs> and dustin poirier right. like knocked poirier out cold like <laughs> yeah he, he he's a weird he's a weird case but none, nonetheless Darren Elkins out here be, being the goat on the low. <laughs> so, 
Shout outs to him. Uh, another great comeback win. Another another notch on the belt. And that was all of the main card. Um, uh, some of these prelims, I won't have much to say. I, I, I think I watched every fight at least once, except for uh, Mads Brunel, but that's the last fight we've mentioned. Uh, I mean, it's not even worth bringing it up, to be honest with you. <laughs> So we'll, we'll quickly kind of just go through some of these. Um, James Krause and Alex White. Uh, pretty much I remember from this fight. Uh, Alex White did really good on the feet. A lot of like, like blitzing combos. and But Krause would just kind of take him down once he was getting tagged too much. And kind of how that fight went. Still don't understand how but, Krause makes 155. But mm, He's insane. <laughs> um. But yeah, that it, it was a fun fight though. Like there, there was some fun moments. It was it was a good scrap. But Kraus just kind of, any time it was going too bad on the feet, Kraus would take him down, and that's just kind of how that fight went. Um, and he won a unanimous decision. Uh, Marco Polo Reyes and Matt uh, Frivola. I don't remember this fight in its entirety, but boy, oh boy, uh, Marco Polo uh, folded uh, poor Matt <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, he unloaded on this man, and his face, his whole body just contorted, and he just hit the ground, and it was, what was that fight of the year that Marco was in, the other, like a year or two ago? Uh, oh, God, I know you're talking about, um. God, I can't, I can't remember that fight. One second, uh, oh, here it is, da, oh, Dayan Kim. Okay, yeah, yeah. Master, yeah. Master. Yeah, so, like. If you've watched any of Marco's fights, like dude, dude can slug. Like win or lose, he 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 can throw hands, and he he definitely threw hands. And Matt learned the hard way that this might not be a guy you want to brawl with because it might not end too well for you. And um, yeah, he found his way on the wrong side of a highlight reel. But a <laughs> uh, good good win for Marco. Um. Was that like four and one in the UFC, by the way? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah on the, that's on really the, weird. On the low, <laughs> on the low, and I think most of his wins have been finishes. Oh uh, yeah, all but one of them, yeah. I think. I mean, but that's just kind of how he fights. Like, dude, just he, he, he just throws. So good. That was that was a really beast knockout. If you guys uh, missed the card, definitely go watch that one. Um, yeah. Irene Aldana and Talita Bernardo. Uh, this was the fight I briefly skimmed through <laughs> before we started recording. Um, yeah, that Aldana just kind of put it on her. I mean, Toledo had moments. I think she she had got like a takedown in the first and managed to get top control for a little bit. But Aldana pretty much had control of that fight from beginning to end. Um, uh, uh, Talita won the second round because she got Aldana down and basically had her on her back for three minutes. Yeah. So, like, she did, she, she lost, but she had the round on the scorecard. Um, I don't know what it is about Rene's game, but, like, it feels like she's always on the cusp of losing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's way too good to, to, to be to like fight like that and i don't understand what it is like she's not even like she showed it here she's not she doesn't have bad takedown defense she she's a little she's a little too hittable but like she doesn't get out 
she she doesn't get like outstruck by like ridiculous amounts when she loses, except against uh, except against Avenger. But like that, that was a, just a bizarre case. So, like I, I I would have to go back and like rewatch all of her fights to figure out like why it is it feels like that. Like she's always one step away from losing the fight. She had a really good first round though. She's piecing her up in the first. Oh yeah, no, she broke yeah. her. Um, she like broke what's her face? Uh, Bernardo's face. Yeah, she was she was slugging in the first. <laughs> but, um, yeah, solid win for her. Uh, she she had yeah good, like solid moments that showed like good potential, but you know always room for improvement. But solid win nonetheless. Um, this next fight, I'm really hurt that I did not get a chance to see this because I was actually looking forward to this. Uh, Kyung Ho Kang and Guido Canetti. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Kyung Ho Kang has been on a what? How long is this break? Three years? <laughs> Something like that? Three years, yeah. I think. Hasn't fought in three years. Comes back, wins by triangle choke. I only saw the highlight. I'm really hurt. I did not get a chance to catch this fight because I was. This was the like the one prelim I was looking forward to because I wanted to see how he would look after this long break. And he's triangling, dude. So, um, I guess you can go to more yeah. detail because you you caught this one, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Kyung Ho King returns from re- uh, was it required conscription into the Co- South Korean military because again they're technically still at war. So that's a thing. Um, comes back, gets beat up for like four minutes of the fight. Um, Kennedy was really putting it on him. Uh, for those who don't know, Kennedy was like the one dude before. Um... Wait, let me just get this right. Oh, no, he wasn't. Who the hell am I thinking of then? Kennedy's uh, a dude who bounced Hugo Viana from the UFC. So I have that against him. Because I like Viana. But um, he beat the crap out of uh, Kang up until Kang. Uh, I want to say he was like a lateral drop or something. But Kang ended up on top, got mount, got the triangle. Kennedy spun around so that Kang was on his back, picked him up, slammed him, and then proceeded to get tapped. Uh, proceeded to tap out with like 10 seconds left in the round. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, like he looked good till he lost. So, uh, also Kennedy is coming off of a suspension himself. I think he hasn't fought in like three years, or two or three years because he got he tested positive for something. Speaking of, I I do not remember her name. Did you hear about the fighter who got suspended like two years from USADA and she? It was before her even her debut. Amanda Rebus. Yeah. So they they do two. Was that her first offense? You got two years off of first. Yes, um, that's what happens when you don't have really good management. Jesus, I was like that. I mean, I get it. You tested positive, you got to be punished. I was like, two years. That's that's a lot just for. I think it was the substance you tested for. Oh, okay. I I could be wrong though. I uh, I don't understand you side of these rules. Like John Jones is probably going to be fighting this year. <laughs> right, I have been hearing about that. I've been meaning to watch the podcast with Nowitzki and uh, Rogan to see what craziness Nowitzki's talking about. See, I would, but I don't think I could take two hours of 
Joe Rogan. <laughs> un, un, unfiltered Joe Rogan. His his Woodley, I, I got to finish watching this podcast he did with Tyron Woodley. I, I was actually enjoying that one, but I, I had to cut it short for something. But, um, yeah, this, this, USADA's weird, man. USADA's been a weird, <laughs> it's just been a weird thing since it's been in the sport. Like, albeit, you know, it's done some good. It's caught some people who are, you know, popping, taking things they had no thing, no business testing for, but. Yeah, on the other hand, some of the rules are just kind of like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. You, you, you saw it just weird. <laughs> but, um, last three fights on the card, uh, Jessica I earned a split decision over Kalindra uh, Faria. Um, kind of mad that I watched this fight like twice and I still don't remember it all that much. Uh, Faria beat the crap out of I on the feet, and then I got her down in the last two rounds and to, to steal it. Oh yeah, she ate the head kick in the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kalind- and then they spent like the last five, uh, four minutes <laughs> of the round on like fifty-fifty, right? Going for like these leg really locks. bad heel hooks, <laughs> leg locks and yeah, heel hooks. Yeah, that was that was a bizarre first round, but that was a nasty head kick. Uh, but I, I ate it. Can we talk about how weird Jessica I's UFC stint has been? Really quick. Cause this is her first win since like 2014 or something. Like when her her literal only other win in the UFC um, is when she punched Leslie uh, Smith in the ear and it exploded. <laughs> that's because, and that's only because her first win against Sarah Kaufman didn't count because she got caught with weed brownies or something, and then she threatened to sue the journalist who came out with the story because she didn't know. And then she wasn't suspended. <laughs> but they overturned the fight decision. Oh no. Madness. I didn't realize she lost that much. Jesus. Dude, she's like two and six or two and five or something. Uh hopefully hopefully life at uh flyweight treat treats her better. Um but yeah she she eat this one out. It, it, she she definitely had to work for this W. It, it was not an easy going. Um, these next two, I uh, can't really comment much on. Uh, J.J. Aldridge uh, got a unanimous decision over Danielle Taylor. Um, I kind of was like half watching this fight. Uh, I remember a lot of bouncing around from Taylor. I don't remember anybody yeah. landing much of like significance. Just Aldridge is kind of working more. Aldridge landed like a bit, like it, it wasn't like the crazy stuff like we've seen from her before, where she was just poor on pressure. But she, like she was landing really solidly towards the end of the fight. Like, I think she actually um she managed to swell up Taylor's face. My favorite part of the fight though was like in the at the end of the second in the corner, Taylor's corner was ba- like begging her to throw anything, and then she goes out there and she throws nothing. Yeah, watching her fight is kind of frustrating sometimes because, like, I mean, she she's like five, like five two, but like she hits really hard. Like I've yeah. seen her land bombs on people, and it's like you should be out here on some John Dotson. Like you should be taking some souls. But yeah, a lot of her fights just seem to be like a lot of movement, but not a lot of it's not a lot of substance really going on. Like she is John Dotson, but um, is like unfortunately fighting in the women's one fifteen division, where her power doesn't carry as much. Like it takes a little bit more to knock these girls out. Yeah. 
So. He almost, I don't know, if the UFC ever had an atom weight division. I'm not even sure she could make it, to be honest with you, because she is fucking, like, jacked. Yeah, she is, like, yeah. The world's shortest, most jacked CO ever. <laughs> I forgot that she is the CO. Oh, man. But a shout-out to Aldridge. Um, she's, what, 2-0 and she's coming over from Invicta? 2-1? Uh, and Because she, she lost to Juliana Lima. Okay. Still still solid, though, since uh, coming over from Invicta. Still holding it down. So, uh, shout-outs to her. Um, oh, yeah, that fight was... Uh, who was that? Who was, what was was Asian? Asian? Chan? What was her name? Chemi Jin. Fun fight. John? Yeah. Hope they bring her back. I enjoyed that fight. But, um, so yeah, solid win for, for JJ. Um, and his last fight, I uh, didn't see it all, but, uh, Mads Burnell, uh, defeated Mike Santiago via unanimous decision. Um, yeah, so congrats to Mads, but I don't know how he won. I don't know what happened. <laughs> did, did not get a chance to watch that fight at all. He came in four pounds overweight, and the other guy got tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> but, um, now overall, uh, it's kind of hard for me to judge this card because I didn't see a lot of it in real time. You know, I, I'll judge this card a little bit more harshly because, like, the, 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 these um these Fox these well this happened on Sunday because the football games were yesterday or something or I, I I don't know anything about football yeah, playoffs or one yesterday yeah so the the whole point of this was to get people to tune in afterwards to see like this big star being made like last year it was going to be Yair Rodriguez the year before it was uh Cruz and um uh Dillashaw. And I think they were intending for that to, like, to really bump up their visibility. And it did to the extent, like, Cruz and Dillashaw are way bigger stars than they were before that fight. Um, who else? The year before that, I think it was, like, Uriah Hall, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, point being, like, the, the whole point of these cards is to make stars. Um and I, I was just kind of, I was kind of confused by um, who they chose to go with on this card because like De Choi hadn't fallen over a year. In a year, he's going to be gone for two years, and you give him a guy who realistically could beat him. Um, not not just realistically could beat him, but like could beat him bad. Like he and he ended up doing that. So like Jeremy Stevens is now the guy who comes away with the shine. Um, like they were, they intended to have Vitor Belfort versus Uriah Hall in the co-main event, which was just kind of weird because like, I, 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 I like Hall, but I think it's safe to say he's never going to be a title contender at middleweight yeah. unless everybody, unless everybody else just kind of falls off. Um, like Paige Van Zant versus, uh, Jessica Rose Clark. That one makes a little bit more sense. Um, I, I think they thought. P, uh, Page would would handle Rose Clark because uh, Rose Clark is like a, a lot like Beck Rawlings, so she's not great athlete. Um, kind of relies on a, a lot, of, a little bit like on um, 
just being a little bigger or longer than their opponents sometimes. But uh, they they kind of look they kind of um, uh, well, Paige Van Zandt doesn't walk away looking good. I guess. I, say, I mean that that was a winnable fight for Paige, and she just yeah it yeah didn't go her way. Yeah, and um, the original opener for this card was supposed to be what's it called? Um, what was the fight we talked about already? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, um, well, then, see, God, what was the fight after Johnson? Oh, White and um, oh, no, after uh, Usman and me and Mech, Usman and Mech. Um, and honestly, if, if I'm them, like, I don't know why I make that fight because Mech seems like. Mech is just one of those big dudes who can fight his way out of things. So unless they thought like Mech was going to come in here, uh, that Usman was going to come in here and like try and knock him out, like this was exactly the fight that was going to always happen. Just based on like how these like how these two match up stylistically beforehand, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't really get what the idea was behind this card in terms of like building the next big star. But um. Like, so I had to judge this one a little bit more critically, like, because this is a big spot. Like, FS, uh, FS1 after like two of the most televised sporting events in like the U.S. A- and you're getting a little bit of like um, play over on Fox. Like, I'm sure they ran a commercial for this card or something, or at least brought up the fact that was happening. Right. But. Like, does it, do, do you think anybody walks away with this card, like, thinking, oh, my God, I have to tune in to see that guy fight again? Like, I, 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 I hate to say it, I hate to say it for Stevens, but, like, the book is kind of written on Stevens. Like, if you are somebody with a cursory knowledge of MMA and you've watched the UFC, you know who Stevens is. Like, you've seen him lose to all the big guys, like, the big stars already. Like, you're not exactly excited to see him fight Max Holloway again. So. Darren Elkins was a star. <laughs> Dar- I mean, Darren, uh, Darren Elkins. That's, that's, like, that's the name you guys got to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Root for the tattoo. <laughs> just... just uh, Elkins should just embrace, embrace the tattoo. <laughs> get more, get small damage. <laughs> like all, just surround the giant one. Every time he wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This this card was kind of it was kind of yeah. Like it, uh, the main card to me was, was, was like uh, the main event to me lived up, so I was happy with that. Um, the Elkins fight was awesome just because of how it played out. Um. Yeah, like th- this card wasn't. It wasn't like amazing. It wasn't terrible. There were good moments, like, but the rest of it was just kind of like. It was kind of there. Like it was. It was solid, but nothing really to. Nothing really like right home about. Like this entire card is just made up of like really good undercard fights. Basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Um. Yeah, no, like, Kralis versus White, if you saw that on, like, a pay-per-view prelim, you'd be like, yeah, that's a really good fight. 
like here it's like the free it's it's the featured prelim. Right. Like if you saw Usman versus Mech as like it was intended to be on um what was it to two nineteen card or the Fox card or I can't remember where they were originally supposed to fight. Like that was supposed to be the featured prelim. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good featured prelim, but no, it's on the main card here. Like Van Zant versus Clark as a like FS1 opener? That's a good opener. No, like, it's the co-main event here. Like, it's just a card made up of really good undercard fights. Yeah. It was kind of... <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much all I can say. It was just kind of... But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It, it was a decent card. There were a few highlights that are worth going back and watching if you guys didn't catch the card. Definitely watch the main event. Uh, definitely watch the Elkins fight. Uh, watch Marco Polo Reyes, the uh, full that poor gentleman. Um, but yeah, not 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 too much to to write home about. But uh, either way, that was that was the card. Um, only storylines really I've seen afterwards is Stevens called out Ortega, but I don't think Ortega is gonna bite. And Elkins wants a number one contender fight. Uh, Usman wants Covington. Yeah. <laughs> He's been wanting copies in forever. So yeah, that that chase continues. Um yeah, other than that, not not really too much to pull from this card, but you know, it it was just decent. It it was cool. Um I I, I feel I feel safe saying that Invicta twenty seven was the best MMA card of the weekend. I'll probably have to say that by default because I didn't catch LFA in in its entire really I didn't catch it all, I just saw highlights. But um yeah, the Invicta card was actually really dope. Pretty much like from top to bottom. Um, shout out to Fight Pass. I have it for a couple more days. That was how I was even able to watch that card. <laughs> um, yeah, that that card really has some some pretty good performances. Um, next card though, we should uh, ho- hopefully leave feeling a lot. Um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Fulfilled, fulfilled, satisfied, and <laughs> any of those synonyms. Um, Can we talk about how crazy next weekend is? Like not not just speaking on the UFC 220, but Bellator 192, or is it 191? Uh, that is. Oh, I clicked on the wrong thing. I want to say it's 192, but don't quote me. Yeah, it is 192. There's that, and then there's Errol Spence versus uh, Peterson, all in the same night. Jesus. What time does the Bellator card start? Oh, man. Nine o'clock? Uh, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, that sucks. Because I'm pretty I mean, sure I'm having... Where I'm going to a fight party for... The UFC fight, so I'm probably gonna miss. Ah, I wanted to see this Roy fight. I'm not gonna. I'm probably gonna miss this. Uh, if you got the Bellator app, you can always stream it on your phone. But best, uh, worst come to worst, they always put it up like the day after on their website. I always forget that they do that. Actually, you know what? I might have to stream it on my phone. I completely forgot about the Spence fight too. Yeah. So yeah, next weekend should be dope. Like. A lot of good stuff going down next weekend. Um, There's a one championship card. Who's uh who's headlining that one? I'm pretty sure it's uh, two, Tiff- two women, right? 
Yeah, they're fighting for the strawweight title, which is actually the 125-pound title. Um, Tiffany Teo and... Um, who was this other girl? Uh, I just had her name up in front of me. Uh, Jingnang Xiong. God, I butchered that. <laughs> um, they're fighting in the morning on a card called Kings of Courage, despite being the headliners. I don't know why they didn't call it Queens of Courage. I like That's how one still gives their pay-per-views like title names. Well, it's always blank of something. Like insert, insert. Um, like I don't even know how to describe describe it really. Like Kingdom of Mayans or something. Right. <laughs> pretty much. Who else is on this card? Oh, Fatali, Big Dodge. I'm pretty sure I've seen him before. He was the uh, champion, wasn't he? He's yeah, the yeah, yeah, champion. Yeah. Well, what's his face? For uh, the song. Yeah. So yeah, next next weekend should be pretty awesome um we're doing actually we're doing pretty good on time so i guess real quick before we wrap it up uh stipe and nganu predictions before you know lock them in have it official who, who are we rolling with um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with gano and dc uh i'm yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go francis I'm being troll. I'm gonna troll and go Vulcan. <laughs> like we, like we honestly don't know how good Vulcan really is yet. Yeah, yeah we don't really get to see like much of what else he can do, and I feel bad. I don't want to hold Bellator fights against him. Those were way back. When. So I'm gonna troll and say Vulcan TKO. I mean, it's possible. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I got, I got this. KO in the... I'm going to say KO. You know what's going you know to be? Um, whoever misses first in that heavyweight fight is going to lose. Yep. <laughs> They're going to get countered, and this is going to be bad. It is going to be yeah. bad. Um, who you got in uh, Rory and Lima? Uh, you know, I'm going to ride with Lima because I'm still not sure how Rory deals with getting punched in the face. Because for all we know, his nose is still fucked up. See, the thing that scares me about Lima is I feel like Rory might be able to get him down. But Lima is also one of those dudes that even when he is backed against the cage, somehow he's even more dangerous. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's that's a hard one. But I'm a big Lima fan. Uh, I like Rory too, but I'm, I'm going to go Lima. But it's, that's, it's going to be a tough fight. That's going to be a tough fight. But I'm gonna go Lima. If Lima wins, he has a claim to being the best welterweight on the planet. Right. Like a really solid like, claim because Tyron Woodley couldn't beat Rory McDonald. So we'll see. We'll see. Lima Lima's that dude though. I'm I'm interested to see how that's gonna play out on the feet if they decide to stay on the feet. But I feel like Rory's it, gonna the like Rory's almost definitely going to shoot for a takedown. For a takedown, yeah. So We'll we'll see that 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 should be a really good fight. That'll be an interesting card as a whole to watch. Not not too crazy about that main event, but whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is uh pretty much it for the show. That was the card, all the news and things that have happened uh this weekend. So I guess about time for parting shots and shout outs. Um, I was trying to think of one this whole show. <laughs> um, uh. 
Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are somehow in the AFC Championship in 2018, playing the Patriots. Never thought I'd see that in my lifetime, but that's that's going to be a thing. They beat the Steelers 45-42. to 42. Thank you, Blake Bortles, for being a good quarterback. The year after, um, I drafted you on my fantasy team. Now you decide that you want to be good, so whatever. But uh, shout out to them. Organization finals like winning. Uh, shout outs to the Invicta 27 card as a whole. Um, still need to go back and watch the Sarah Kaufman fight. I saw like the first round. She was throwing punches and a lot of knees. And then by the time I woke back up after I fell asleep, the fight was over. <laughs> but there were some good performances on that card. Uh, Vanessa Porto uh, got a submission. Um, it was a good card. Like all around, it was a good card. Like pretty much every, every fight uh, delivered. So, shout-outs to Invicta, and once again, by the time you guys hear this, uh, it'll be up, but uh, shout-outs once again to uh, Jose Shorty Torres for joining us for an interview um, yesterday, so by the time you guys hear this episode, that episode should already be up. Um, shout-outs to him for being a great guest, that was an awesome interview, um, and best of luck to him and his fight coming up next month, and um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's about it. Oh, okay. Um, shouts to Sarah Kaufman, who should still be in the UFC. Um, she, really good, solid performance in the main event at Invicta 27. Um, and shouts to um Amanda Serrano, a five division world boxing champion, who is making the jump to MMA. She's probably like the be- like out of like all the women who we've seen jump from boxing to MMA. She's probably the best pure athlete. Um, she's signed with Combate Americas, uh, who I don't think are on Fight Pass anymore. I think they're like NBC Sports or something. But um, yeah, no. Like if if you if you're looking for somebody who could eventually be like the person to run away with the flyweight division or something like that, it'd probably be her. It, it, like she's training with um, well she's not training with but like Misha Tate's like managing her career apparently and I don't know how good a manager Misha Tate is but she works with like a lot of really good women in the sport so I, like I'm assuming her training's going well like she can get her some good partners get her some good looks so shout yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure Misha probably knows what she's I would hope she probably knows how to handle it. She's, she's also having a kid. Who knows where her mind is at? Oh, yeah. We'll see. Though. As long as um, she's not the her corner woman, I think she'll be... F- <laughs> I, I will never get over freaking her her telling Brian Caraway to coast against Takei Mizugaki. <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, I, I would hope that with Serrano's experience already, like even if it's not MMA, just fighting in general, she, she would know that's not um, it's not advice. She should probably follow. Yeah, coasting's not gonna. That's, we we've seen how that can end. Coasting, <laughs> you thought you won the fight, and then you coasted, and then those scorecards come up, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much uh. All for today. It's been a good weekend. We've recorded two podcasts in two days. So I feel uh, like that's part of the course yeah. for you. 
It is. Well, I mean, the the the, the Jose interview just kind of got sprung, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to say no. Like, I can't say no to this. So, you know, it it is what it is. So you, you guys will have plenty of content coming. Um, music will probably slow down. I haven't really... Haven't been in too many releases yet. I mean, 2018 is still early, so not not too many albums or at least new ones coming out as of late. But still, pl- plenty of content. Still, hopefully, looking to do some more interviews this year. I, I think the the Jose thing was a good look. Hopefully, that can lead to some more some more interviews in the future. But I want to interview somebody who's fighting on Alaska Fighting Championships. That's the that's the next goal. They on fight. Yes. Pass? They on fight pass. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna. Have... <laughs> I might have to watch some of those, some of those cards. See, see if we can find a gym. They're they're some, all somebody gems, over there. my man. They are <laughs> all gems. Oh, you know what? Shout out to um, God, I don't even know how the fuck to pronounce it, but I guess Batoto. Uh, manga reading site that I've been using since I was like. Well, I'm 27 now. I'm 24 now, so it'd be like since I was like 16, because I'm cheap and I can't afford real like physical comics. And apparently they're closing down like in three days, so that sucks. Oh lord. Well, there'll be another site like that to pop right back up the next day. Hold on, while they close. Uh, the person who run it ran it. Um, is like yeah. So for like the past seven years. I've been the only person who knows how the site works, and it go. It's constantly being like attacked by bots and like um, oh, all that man. shit. So yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sick and tired of like having to deal with this. It's basically like a second job, and I'll get any money. So wow. peace." And he's like, "I'm not gonna give it to somebody else because I don't want to give everybody's private info to some stranger." Yeah. Yeah, hopefully another. I'm I'm pretty sure. There are like there's a million of them, but this one is just like special in that, like the ads are. I I don't even remember the last time I saw an ad on the site. To be honest with you. No, you don't have to deal with Wayfair. (laughs) Ah boy, Wayfair kills me. Shout out to all the people running. Uh, if I can remember, I'll send you the one I I haven't read a manga in forever. But I was reading Attack on Titan at one point some time ago. If I can find what I was reading that on, I'll send it to you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, shout shout outs to everybody uh, running manga sites, especially shout out to people who are running anime sites that definitely probably shouldn't be up. But you guys have helped me watch Dragon Ball Super finally, so I appreciate all of your you hard work. You can just watch on Crunchyroll, like. See, I don't want to deal with ads. Just, just get um, <laughs> what you call it, you block. Oh yeah, I, I could, I could. I'm glad I watched Super. Super's been actually been pretty good. I'm, I'm glad I found like, it. All the stuff with the fighting early on was like, uh, it's whatever. But just like all the stuff for like the day to day where like they just like hang out. Like I love it. Seeing Vegeta cook is weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watching the very beginning, even though I saw the the first two movies, so I already know this is just a rehash of that. They just drag it out, but I'm I'm a completionist, so I have to start. I have to do things from start to end. But yeah, seeing seeing Vegeta cook a beer with food and be happy about it. <laughs> I mean, he was in space all by himself a lot, so I, I assume he knows how to cook. But but he was he was yeah. Um, 
Like, and to yeah. think, only a couple years earlier, he was murdering people in your movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this show now more than ever highlights how bad, like, we, we love them as his characters, but these are some terrible people. Like, Goku is not a Goku good Goku is a terrible... Like, Goku is the worst <laughs> character in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> This dude is a terrible father. Oh man, yeah, this this show. Oh my god, have you seen Fighters? Uh, Fighters yet? Any like the Fighters for that... the game? Yeah, I'm actually literally after this episode is over, after you guys hear us and we close out, I'm probably gonna go to GameStop and put money down and reserve it. I'm definitely getting. It. Well, the the um the beta's out for like I think I think pre-orders, but like beta. Yeah, people having like thirty and forty minute like waits to get into a yeah. match. <laughs> it's it's a good game though. Like I, I played the the beta when it originally got announced. Um I got washed really bad. But I can say Piccolo's a, a beast in that game. Um don't don't pick Krillin though. I picked Krillin one time and that didn't Krillin's the best. I know what you're talking about. I I tried to use Krillin and I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. It was not. Working. But my my point was during the um thing, like if you have go if you win the match with Goku, you have Gohan on your team. He'll say something along the lines of, "You're getting stronger. I'm proud of you." Finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what? Gohan deserves that. Cause this this he's oh god, he he. I've never seen a character in any show ever that I can think of off the top of my head like fall off so hard. Man, let let the man live his life. He didn't want to I be mean, his father. I get his absentee that's true. father. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you you gotta hit the books. I get it. I get it. You you know you can't be a dummy running the around man, here. The man has but... a kid. And he's still in college, bro. Like, come on. He needs to throw away that gray Saiyan man outfit. That that needs to be burned and not be a thing. He needs anymore. to throw away that ugly gray, uh, green fucking sweatsuit that they got. Yeah, that jumpsuit has to go. That's why Frieza shot you eighty times when he showed back up. <laughs> like he pew pewed you until you weren't Super Saiyan anymore. I think you've got a hole put through his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Super's awesome. I can't wait to get to the tournament arc though, because I already know how this Frieza thing plays out because I watched the movie, but. Uh, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, as always, uh, you guys can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate and subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Um, if you have questions, concerns, or you're just angry and you want to vent, uh, you can send that to Dojo Talk Podcast. Unless you're a Page Van fan. Yeah. We have no room for you over here. I don't want your creepy messages about what you do the page. They're creepy. Yeah. yeah. So you guys can calm that down. You guys can't send emails, but everybody else, feel free to send emails to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's been another episode. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to share with a friend. As any time. Ah. <laughs> I can't even do my own outro. <laughs> As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it, and hopefully we catch you guys soon. Peace.